Welcome to Fitch's podcast on the Global Credit Outlook. My name is Joseph Cass. I'm a director within the Investor Development Team, and I'm here with Monica Insull, Head of Credit Market Research and lead author of our semi-annual report, The Credit Outlook. This report provides an overview of Fitch Ratings Outlook across all rated sectors and regions and identifies the main macro factors that we believe will drive credit trends over the next 12 to 24 months. It focuses on Outlook outliers, negative and positive. Of course, the vast majority of our ratings are typically stable by definition. Today we will provide an overview of the main trends in our ratings and what factors are most likely to drive rating changes during this year and next. So to kick off, what will be the main rating trends? Global rating outlooks continue to improve and the prospect of rating upgrades outnumbering downgrades this year and next is higher than at any time since the financial crisis. The average net outlook balance across all sectors globally turned positive for the first time in a decade and stood at 1% as at 30th of November last year. That's up from minus 8% at the start of that year. As our outlooks indicate a likelihood of rating action of at least 50%, this means that upgrades will probably outnumber downgrades, if only just about. But the net bias is clearly minimal and occurs as the world is about to hit peak growth in the current cycle. So what is driving this improvement in outlook for credit quality? The key drivers of the expected widespread improvement are economic growth, as well as the still largely supportive monetary and fiscal policies, as well as more stable commodity prices. We expect that global growth will edge up to 3.3% this year, boosted by increased investment. The more positive trend is evident across sovereigns, corporates and financial institutions alike with prospects brightening for both developed and emerging markets. The most positive bias in rating outlooks is in the structured finance sector at a net positive 9%. Other sectors are largely experiencing rating stability. Of course, there are some pockets of rating pressure in some regions and sectors. Geographic areas with negative rating outlook bias include the Middle East, Africa, China and Latin America, where several countries will hold elections this year and outcomes are uncertain. Subsectors which face rating pressure for idiosyncratic reasons include traditional retail in the US and Europe and utilities in the UK. What is the outlook for sovereign ratings? The trend for ratings of developed market sovereigns is generally upward. This is led by Eurozone countries where ongoing post-crisis adjustments to fiscal and external balances have enhanced sovereign credit profiles and diminished the risk of renewed market pressures. For example, both Portugal and Ireland were upgraded before Christmas. And in emerging Europe, sovereigns are benefiting from the spillover of strong Eurozone growth and loose monetary conditions, as well as rising allocations of EU structural and investment funds. The credit trends for sovereigns are also positive in emerging Asia. This modest upward rating momentum should be supported by strong growth, which is typical of the region, and also disciplined policy frameworks, which guard against the emergence of macroeconomic imbalances. We forecast that China's growth will slow to 6.4% this year from 6.8% last year. But an improved inventory position in the housing market which is a really important growth driver and contributor to Chinese import demand, should ensure that this slowing down is gradual. 
There are still underlying corporate debt issues which need to be addressed in China, and these may lead to eventual medium-term adjustment with greater downside risk. The highest number of negative outlooks is in the Middle East and Africa, with several governments continuing to adjust policy settings to account for lower commodity prices. How about the picture for corporates and financial institutions? The net outlook for both corporates and banks remains negative, but only just, and improvements have occurred both in developed and emerging market regions. So if we start with corporates, Latin America is the most negative region, even if we exclude negative outlooks related directly to the Brazil sovereign, with 16% of ratings on negative outlook against 4% on positive. This is still an improvement on a year ago, and we expect the situation to continue to improve this year, partly because of the signs of economic turnaround. In contrast, in Mexico, there is anxiety regarding the ongoing NAFTA renegotiation and uncertainty regarding outcome is in this year's heavy election cycle in Brazil, Chile, Mexico and Colombia clouds the improving credit horizon for the region. The US outlook bias is also mildly negative. Credit conditions in most sectors are stable, but the negative bias comes from the overhang from shareholder-friendly actions and M&A. This is further interesting evidence that it's often the corporate policy decisions rather than movements in the business cycle that influence rating movements. And finally, moving on to banks, we see that strong global growth and muted inflation support loan growth and asset quality for banks in all regions. Notable positive outlooks include some Spanish banks and negative outlooks centre on the Middle East and Gulf countries, including Bahrain, Oman and Qatar, partly due to continued feed-through pressure from lower oil prices. What are the main risks to this outlook scenario? We do think that credit quality may start to weaken beyond 2019. This is mainly because ultra-supportive monetary policy is being phased out and rising interest rates will start to affect funding costs and asset quality. Together with significant policy and political uncertainty, including from the heavy election cycle in emerging markets, this is likely to pose increasing challenges to ratings. More specifically, we think there are several ways that QE Unwind is likely to put pressure on issuers. Firstly, sovereigns will feel the pressure of a rising cost of borrowing as government debt is high in many countries. Secondly, banks could be exposed to asset quality problems following this long period of cheap credit, with high property prices in some countries at risk of deflating. In the Eurozone, banks will also need to start relying more on market funding rather than on the ECB. And finally, in the corporate sector, emerging market issues could be challenged by the reversal of capital flows. But those in developed markets are likely to cope quite well. What is the backdrop in terms of structural rating trends? This more positive outlook for rating activity in the short term should be seen against the backdrop of a downward rating migration in several sectors in recent years. This trend has been most pronounced for sovereigns and financial institutions. For example, in financials, the share of high-grade ratings, that's AAA, AA and single-A category ratings, hit a low of 37% on 30th of November last year, having fallen steadily from 54% at the end of 2007. Thank you very much for joining us, Monica. Our interactive report, The Credit Outlook, is available on the Credit Market Research page on FitchRatings.com.